0: My name is Hindel Grossman and I am a divorce attorney with offices in Newton and Nantucket. Welcome to my podcast. Today I'll be speaking with Jennifer Nehas. How are you different from where you started and where you are now?
1: Oh gosh, I feel 100% better. I never thought I would feel like this. You told me. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been so emotionally charged in my life. Uh, You know? yeah. Having the time that we took to do the process Um, was the best way for me to heal.
0: Welcome to the next podcast called The Importance of Timing While Divorcing. My name is Hindel Grossman and I'm sitting with Jen, a client of mine, who's going to help me talk about and through the divorcing process and the importance of the timing. So welcome, Jen. Thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Okay, I w- I would like to talk with you a little bit about the circumstances of your divorce mm-hmm. and how it felt for you at the beginning and at the end, and then what you'd recommend to listeners about the process.
1: Mm. How did it start? It was a surprise and um, kind of like falling off a cliff. It was um, unexpected and um, a little bit in new territory. I had. Expected it to move really fast. I wanted to um, get out of my situation, the discomfort as quickly as possible. I wanted to like cut the arm. I think I used that term with you a couple of times. Just sever the arm. I remember
0: that. <laughs> just take it. Yeah. Um, Did you think it would just feel better once
1: the arm was severed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to stop. I wanted the pain to stop. Um, you know, I was overwhelmed and and really. Sad, depressed, um, questioning my judgment. Probably most importantly, that was very difficult for me. What judgment were you questioning? My ability to understand and analyze the situation because I obviously had made a bad choice. <laughs> In spouses, you know. In spouses, uh-huh. yes. And, uh, the you know, it had been a situation where um, my partner was involved in a relationship for um, a substantial amount of time, and it was unbeknownst to me, and I was just
0: undone. When you found out? Yeah. 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 So what were the first set of emotions you felt maybe in the first month or two when um, your spouse delivered the news to you that he wanted a divorce?
1: Um, everything from rage to panic to... Um, you know, sea legs were gone. Um, just trying to, how am I going to manage the kids, my career, the house, the dog, <laughs> all these yeah. little things. Yeah, daily, um, daily life. Daily and life.
0: And more. Yeah. And all the more that's about to come.
1: Right. Um, the I'm a researcher, so um, I did was able to access a small part of my rational brain and started to network with people I know in the community to start the process of finding an attorney. Uh,
0: So what what did you do and what did you ask your friends about uh, to help you identify an attorney?
1: It was, um, you know, I started with a friend in public schools, an attorney, um, who gave me a name of another attorney. I met with her um, walking around the pond. Um, She wasn't the right choice, but she gave me two more names. And then I talked to somebody in my church who gave me two more names. So there was a lot of... Um, I got a long list of people to, to call. What were you looking for? What kind of attorney were you looking for? I, I, I guess I really wasn't sure. And it was through the process of talking to people that that became um, obvious. Or the, the characteristics and the type of person I was looking for became more uh, tangible to me. Um, I think it was really important to do that. Like I would say I learned that there's the bombastic style which is like don't worry i'm gonna take care of you kind of approach to the very methodical you know every eye a little bit like almost too slow approach so there was somewhere in in between um out of the list that i had i um i made i made calls to the attorneys and often that ended up finding more attorneys and i i i developed a um a little bit of a criteria sheet, I believe. that There's the researcher in you. Yeah, there was criteria. It was, um, you know, somebody who was willing to meet with me and take time because I thought that would be an indication of patience. There was um, the feeling that I was important and that I just wasn't another case. Uh, and I think, while it wasn't really articulate on the paper, I was looking for somebody who was going to be able to coach me and help me get through this process, not just legally. Not just legally, but right. so
0: some sense of compassion and patience. Correct, yeah. And empathy.
1: Right, and empowerment and, mm-hmm. you know, um, educating me along the way. I, I know at that time I wasn't thinking I could, I wanted to take this on, but I really found quite quickly working with you that I really enjoyed learning about the process. So I um, met with three attorneys, and um, when I met with you, one of the things that stood out was the um, overview you provided of the divorce process. So that was the education piece. And the kind of compassion of this really is horrible and it's going to, you know, I'm going to be in the process with you for as long as it takes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to make that choice, I imagine, about an attorney. Because yeah. you don't really know what you want initially, especially if you have never been divorced before and potentially never even worked with an attorney before.
1: Never. None of those. Yeah, exactly. That's why it was really important to meet people in person. Um, It was easy to screen some people out by phone, but it was kind of like, you know, where was their (laughs) timing in the conversation? Mm -hmm. You know, like, where did I feel comfortable? Like, kind of the back and forth. Okay. You mentioned a
0: bombastic attorney. Can you identify what you mean by that?
1: Well, I think that uh, as, um, maybe this is coming from a more gender lens approach, but there were people out there that were like, don't worry, I'll take care of you. And I feel like I was thrown that line quite a bit in my marriage, so I wasn't interested in an attorney that was going to take a bat and go crazy, uh, you know, as as if that, that was going to get me what I wanted. Maybe it would have made me feel good that somebody had a bat, mm-hmm. but um, it was it, it was um, uh, what did I feel like it was? Um, it wasn't in my taste. It, it left a bad taste in my was mouth. Wasn't your style? Wasn't my style? Uh, is that what you mean? Yes.
0: Okay. And so bombastic meant aggressive? Yes. Very aggressive. They said they would take care of you by being aggressive for you?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, um yeah, that wasn't... I knew while I would love to take an abat to the situation as well, I just knew that wasn't going to get me anywhere, or get me what my kids would need. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because you were so angry at
0: the beginning. I
1: <laughs> was surprised you didn't
0: want a bombastic <laughs> attorney.
1: Well, that was like the big shift, I think, from so quickly wanting to cut the arm off to, okay, um, under your advice or kind of uh, support, was this is going to take some time, and you're going to have to get comfortable being in the in-between. You know, it's like leaving your former life and building a new one, getting comfortable being in that in-between space. And that in-between space (laughs) lasted over a year. Yeah, it lasts a while, (laughs) and there's lots of different phases in it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's really important is to, for me in retrospect, I had no idea how long the healing process would take. Mm.
0: Just getting back to the attorney choice yeah. for a moment. Did you have a preference for male or female attorney? Mm.
1: Mm. Probably female. Yeah. Okay. And why? I think that they would be more compassionate given the circumstances of my divorce.
0: So you were scared and you wanted to cut off your arm to get the pain (laughs) away as if that would be less painful. Um, How did you evaluate your options as far as the financial part and the what did that look like to you at the beginning? What did your future look
1: like to Uh, you at the beginning of the divorce? Um, That I would have to sell my house, which was going to be awful for my kids. That I was entering into a lawyer relationship that I didn't... Like understand the accounting for, um, which was um, one of the reasons. One of the things I really appreciate about you, Handel, is that very clear your your billing and where money is going to. Because I think it can be just a you're just feeling like you're in a black hole, Mm -hmm. like you're hemorrhaging financially. Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And And these are not budgeted expenses. No, no, and it, it yeah, it's a whole new feeling of, of needing control over those things, but having a lack of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, giving up a lot of control. Yes. To the process. Exactly. And yeah. Feeling like the attorney is your lifeline. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> and um, and that's a good thing in some ways because it, be- it became clear that, you know, you were You know, you were working for me and that you could help me along. Mm,
0: good. So you were afraid you'd lose your house. And how old are your kids? Were your 20, kids at the beginning? Uh,
1: um, 19 and 17, 16, 17. And so the younger was still in high
0: school? Yes. At the beginning and even now? Yes. Yes. And um, well, how, what do you remember about how to choose the process? Because there's litigation and collaborative law and mediation. What
1: was your thinking about which one would be best for you? Well, it, a lot of that evolved during the conversations with the attorneys. And so I one of the you, you in particular, had quite a briefing on the pros and cons of both approaches. I remember leaving with a folder full of information that I took home and read. I, um, you know, you know, even though I was really angry, I wanted to do what was best for the kids, and so collaborative process, process stood out as the right option for us, mm-hmm. for me, and for my, my partner. Um, and that was, it was, process. It's not a black and white kind of uh, judgment. So a lot of, we spend a lot of time on the process. Yes. The collaborative process. The collaborative process. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wish, you know, there were moments when I would have liked somebody to just say, this is the way it's going to be. I mean tell you how the story ends? Yeah, <laughs> and because you get to it a little quicker, I think, or maybe a lot of, uh, you see it clearer when you're working with a judge, right? Um, this was, oh, no, not no, 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 I agree with that. Uh, you don't, know okay. Um, I think, you know, we. there was a lot of muddling. Collaborative process is messy. That's how I felt. But I think that I've told you this. I felt like during the whole process that my, where I was at the bottom of the scum pond, and I was looking up at the lilies, so... <laughs> I was like it's a funny swimming image. to the light. Yes. 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 So I guess I kind of, I maybe I spent too much time in the scum pond at the bottom, but I do remember there were moments during the, the collaborative process where I felt like I was getting closer to the lilies, and now I'm out of it and, you know, breathing fine. Yeah, you're in great shape now. You seem lighter. I feel lighter, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. But at the
0: beginning, no. Yeah, you had a hard time through the process, not because of the collaborative process necessarily, but because of
1: the divorce it's so uh, painful. Right. And, um, and that's why taking, having the time that we took to do the process, um, was the best way for me to heal, you know, and, and to I remember the first few months; the the meetings were probably not as productive as they could have been because I was so angry, and it took a lot of coaching and support and timeouts and, and quiet time with with you and the team. But that was all part of the healing. And by the time I think we got to the six month point, I was getting a little bit more in my game. It's like the emotions subside because you're making progress and you have a team of people who are supporting you. And then, but if you don't have that time, I feel like the result would not have been as amicable mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. If we had rushed it. Do you remember different phases along the way in the year and a half?
1: You know, how oh, you yeah. felt
0: at different times or what triggering event may have impacted the way you felt?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Hmm, That's a good question. Well, one thing was
0: um, your husband became unemployed at one point during the process. Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: It still feels like yesterday. Um, That really put a a kibosh on the process (laughs) because it was like, bam, we're in a standstill. Yeah. And there were many scenarios we floated with, and I, I was... I, I think your recommendation is we were just going to wait it out, like see what happens. No need to rush if he's looking for a job. We had no idea it would take as long as it did, but it was really good advice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. Well, we didn't know how long it would take. No. Um, and in fact, actually, I think it took shorter than I expected it would take. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> but
0: I knew that if we based the support numbers on his prior income and then, you know, he was unemployed or certainly or on his unemployed. Employment yeah. income, right? Um, we'll be back in court within, you know, six months or so, and I know that for everybody wanted wanted to avoid that, yeah, in order to, you know, revise the support number, make it higher when it became employed again.
1: Yeah, when I think about what we were negotiating at the beginning and what we were, what we negotiated at the end, it was it was very different, and I'm glad that I took that time because what I would have taken or settled for at the beginning is not what we. Um, resolved at the end
0: is that because you would have done almost anything to get it over with at the early stages yeah
1: yeah and there was also guilt and he was unemployed and i felt bad because you're in you're in your old behaviors Mm -hmm. your old behaviors with your partner come out in the um, collaborative process so you know uh, there was i was being baited and i was baiting him and there was uh, uh guilt and there was anger and that that uh In some situations, when I look back at our negotiations, I feel like I gave away a lot because I just wanted to get out and I wanted to feel better. Mm -hmm. And then as I went through the process of getting educated and supported and kind of back in my groove, it's like, oh, you know, I think this might be more important. You know, for instance, you know, taking care of the kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, this is going to be my life. Uh, I'm going to be taking care of those kids. It looked like it was going to be a shared responsibility in the beginning, but as we um, experimented with what the divorce would look like, it became clear that... A new I, pattern emerged. A oh, new you? pattern emerged. Yeah. And I was glad that I was firmly in that new pattern in order to make the end decisions. Because
0: uh-huh. you knew, you had a better idea of what it would look like in the future. A
1: real idea. Yeah. A real one.
0: Yeah. And not also what tricks, how it impacted your expenses and everything else, and your time, yeah. and your availability to work or not work.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean... Th- yeah, what I thought I would be doing or what the kids would need without their dad and what it was really like was a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, their father did play a, a big role in their lives when he was living with us. And when he left, it was I was doing the work of two people. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, that must have been felt overwhelming.
1: It was overwhelming, yeah.
0: combination with all the other emotions at that time right and and so
1: a lot of bad behavior on my part in terms of lashing out and not being productive in a in a strategic way right do you mind telling our listeners how old you are oh i'm 50 okay (laughs) they have some
0: perspective of what's going on here (laughs) um how are you different from where you started and where you are now
1: oh gosh i feel hundred percent better. I never thought I would feel like this. I, you all you told me,
0: <laughs> but, The long dark tunnel, right? Yeah,
1: the long dark tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how do I feel now? Um, I feel like I'm driving my bus, not exactly where I thought I'd be going, but uh-huh. the new destination's okay too. Um, it's, um, it's exciting. Ah, you know, Exciting's a great word. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, you know, you've been thrown into the end of the deep pool, and, you know, you learn to swim, and once you learn to swim, it's all of a sudden you're gliding around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Um, my kids are doing great. I'm enjoying them a lot. Um, I'm doing things that, you know, I was married for 26 years, and so there had always been this kind of wish list of things that Jen wanted to do, and now I'm able to execute some of those. Mm-hmm. Without Um, pushback. With no pushback, Uh yeah. And I just feel so much stronger. Uh I think also, you know, in terms of my own healing, I think that I was the pushover in the marriage. I was the kind of place where everybody came and I supported them and nobody really gave, you know, me much attention. I didn't ask for it. Well, now that's all shifted. You know, now it's different. And Uh everybody's getting used to a more assertive, more um, direct um, person. How does that make you feel? Great! But I was like, "Oh wow, the whole world didn't crumble because I said we're not doing this, <laughs> or no, or um, I'd like this to happen before that." You know? Yeah. Yeah, and the world's
0: responding positively
1: to those, um, yeah, those.
0: Positions you're taking.
1: Right, and I think that goes back to why take your time, or you know, is make sure you're you got that under control. Maybe get I had thank God a really good therapist. I had a great attorney. I had a good facilitator for the um, collaborative process. I think all of those including my girlfriends and the many walks and retreats I went on just um, helped me get to this stronger place once I got to the stronger place um, the separation agreement really started to come together a lot smoother and I think
0: fairly and near the end of the negotiations were you and your husband actually able to talk to one another about finalizing some of the terms yes yeah, how did that feel for you to be able to discuss those things with him
1: directly? Good. I, I mean, I think the big lesson is if you were so, like if you were in the kind of marriage I was in, where I was definitely the second fiddle to the uh, man of the house, it became um, really empowering. You know, there was no. It's like this is what it is. I'm not going to bend mm-hmm. like I would if we, when we were married. Uh-huh. So it feels great. Uh huh. I think that everybody's kind of getting used to that, uh-huh. including myself. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly yourself. Particularly me. <laughs> yeah.
0: And your ex-husband, too.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. When I sit down to talk to him now, I do have to remind myself um, there's a part of me that is still very upset and very hurt and very angry. And that part of me is going to be with me forever. And that, you know, it deserves a lot of compassion and love. But I don't need to bring that part out when I'm talking to him anymore anymore right and I really have a little mantra I do before I talk to him because I want things to go well if they go well for me they go well for my kids yeah and what's the mantra it's like (laughs) don't worry hurt part (laughs) really yeah yeah it's like you know you you don't have to bring out your sword you don't have to bring out your sword you don't have to hit hard Um, you're doing great and the, and you know, living a good life is the best revenge. Anyway, yeah. you know, being happy and yeah, I think yeah, you sound happy and you look happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really privilege of looking at you. I'm really yeah. I, I I mean, you must remember what it was like. Yeah, I yeah. was a mess, sobbing yeah. a lot, crying a lot, and
0: you were in tough shape.
1: I was in tough shape.
0: Yeah, but you're not in tough shape anymore. No, really. it was a gift. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it's a the time does heal. It but um, it is so painful to have to wait for time to heal, for a time to heal you. Right. So, what advice would you give listeners about the timing of a divorce?
1: Get support from everywhere, everywhere yeah. <laughs> your friends, a therapist, your attorney, um, neighbors. You know, it's so, I'm trying to think back to when did I feel like, um, that there was it was different being in the room with him. When did I feel like I could be in the room with him and have a constructive conversation? I think that that's what I would tell listeners to wait for. Uh-huh. Wait till you can bear to be in the same room with your previous <laughs> partner, <laughs> because up till that point, I don't think you're. I don't think I was able to think rationally. So you, you really have to make it. So there was a turning point. There is a turning point, mm-hmm. and. I, I I think I do remember the meeting where that happened, but at the same time, I don't think I could have done anything prior. I had to wait to that point. Yeah.
0: So the timing is important to go slowly, to reach the point where you can think rationally. Exactly. Have your emotions under control so they're not governing your decision-making any longer. Yeah. And to feel kind of comfortable with your new future. All of that. So that you have some idea what the future will look like and put those pieces into place. In your final agreement, right. divorce agreement,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the sand shifts over the year and, and a half that we've been doing this. So um, the other, and I would just add to that very well articulated list is, yeah, you want time to experience what it's going to feel like so that you can say this worked and this didn't work. So it was nice to have that. That what is it called like that the divorce time where you try different things like is it going to be okay for me to manage my two kids by myself yeah you know how am I going to manage car insurance they're both driving what am I going to do if they have an accident you know getting that under my belt gave me at first uh, you know once once I had lived through that all of a sudden I was like oh I can do this yeah gave you confidence to gave me confidence manage
0: yes yeah. yeah it's an experiment it's, an it's kind of a
1: divorce experiment, each phase. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a good way to think about that time is it's the, it's the research, it's the living through and knowing you can tweak it mm-hmm. as opposed to rus- rushing to the, to the end. To the end, where you cut your arm off. Where you cut your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> or the nose to spite your face, right? <laughs> it seems a little extreme. <laughs> so you
0: gained something from taking this low road? Yeah, I did.
1: Yeah. I really did. Was it hard to take the slow road? I'm an impulsive person. Uh It is very hard. And um, that's probably one of the gifts that I got out of the process is I know now to take, to, to, to not grab the sword, to write down the thoughts, to think about them. Because I've never been so emotionally charged in my life. Ah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This pushes a lot of buttons. Right. So... That's a that was a gift.
0: Yeah. To learn that skill. Yeah. Would you change anything that you did? Oh, that's a good question. Um, in the divorce process, now that you can look back on it. Hmm. Sure. Divorce is almost complete.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I can't think of one thing. Um, you know, you kept good records. I I tried to, but because it's such a long process. Um, Taking time to document conversations through email and organize them so that you have them at the ready, mm-hmm. because decisions are made over time, and you yeah. really do forget.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of horse trading, isn't there? There, there is. is. Little pieces moving around on a, um, until the puzzle comes into focus.
1: Right, and and I, sometimes I couldn't remember what we decided. Yeah, And you can't really rely on your partner or his attorney, because, you know, you might have understood it differently yeah that's for sure so I think one thing I would change about the process for me is I would have I did a good job I would have liked to have done a better job mm-hmm. of organizing treating this like a job mm-hmm. yes it's hard to imagine people
0: working full-time and taking care of children and getting divorced and treating it as a the divorce as a job
1: yeah no it is It requires it takes a lot of attention a huge amount of attention yeah huge not just the paper there's there's I mean I have a file cabinet I remember putting together all the, the information and putting it in a folder and making sure I had the minutes and that I read the minutes before the meetings you know in a collaborative process you're constantly meeting and, and negotiating horse trading and then it gets documented so that's right yeah I, I think that anybody who wants who in, gets involved in this process over a long period of time which I, worked for me Just make sure you have a system in place to keep Uh, early on. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
0: Good. Well, I really appreciate your coming in to speak with me today. (laughs) My pleasure. And uh, giving this advice on the timing, the importance of timing
1: while divorcing. And I hope other people will take your advice seriously. It was my pleasure. And I'll thank you for helping me get through the process.
0: like more information about the topics covered in our podcasts, please contact us at Grossman and Associates. You'll find a competent and experienced team of compassionate, responsive, and innovative legal professionals. Email me at hindel at grossmanltd.com or call us at 617-969-0069. Thank you for listening.